Welcome to Women of Fortitude with Rondi Jane and Kelty. The definition of fortitude is courage in pain or adversity. We created this platform so that women can share their stories in hopes that we can inspire other women. And to remind women that every woman is a woman of fortitude. We're adding a new segment to our programming today. And we're calling it our spiritual nuggets. And Rondi's going to share with us. Today, I'm bringing you something from the Candace Cameron Beret podcast. Miss Wanda brought up Candace Cameron Beret, and then Kelsey looked up the podcast, and I found it, and I started from the very beginning, and I have just found all kinds of nuggets within this podcast. It is awesome. I do recommend that you give it a listen because it's really cool. I got from her podcast is that oftentimes we feel like when we mess up God is so disappointed in us and she used the analogy of thinking about a parent and as a parent you're trying to teach your child how to ride a bike before you teach your child how to ride a bike you know that they are going to fall Many times before they learn how to ride, you also know once they learn how to ride, they're still going to have mishaps and fall over and make mistakes. But you don't get angry at those falls. You just help them back up. You're not disappointed that they fell. You knew it was going to happen, but you still taught them because there is such joy in riding the bike itself. So you help them to get back up and get back on the bike. And that is how God is for us. He's not disappointed when we have those mishaps, bumps, and bruises. He's sad for us. He doesn't want us to have to go through that. But he, he is all-knowing and he knows it's going to come. Anytime that you feel like, oh, God is so disappointed in me, that is not of God. I love that. I love that analogy and I love being reminded that he's always there. He's always, and I, I think of it kind of like a parent. No matter what my kids do, I love them and I'm proud of them and they are my children and there's nothing they can do to, to change that. And that's the way he is with us. Whatever we do, we can always come back to him and he will take us back in and, and love us just like we are. So, I found this post on Facebook this week that just really spoke to me. I never want to be a Christian who makes it seem like life is perfect. I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I struggle. I fall more times than I care to admit. That's why I need Jesus. The Facebook post that I found goes along with Rondi's nugget and how when we fall, we need Jesus. I love that because I was... I've thought before, you know, just because we're doing this podcast, I hope people don't put us on a pedestal or think, oh, these girls got it all together or anything yeah. like that. Because we are sinners saved by grace. We are not perfect and we fall every day. So that's our nugget. Let's get into our show now. Today we have Miss Michelle Montgomery. I'm going to let Kelsey do the intro. Well, I met Michelle at that wonderful, magical place called Emmaus. And I've known her and her husband both for several years. Michelle is a preacher's wife, a mother, a soon-to-be grandmother. Yes, I'm so excited for you. It's so wonderful. 
she's a nurse. She's she's many, many things. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you very much for having me, ladies. I am very excited to be here. Definitely nervous, so you may hear that in my voice. But I'm just very excited to share with you today some things that God has done in my life. So what I would like to share today, as far as the topic, Women of Fortitude, I've been thinking on that women of fortitude and exactly what that means. And you guys had posted on Facebook the meaning of fortitude. And it is the strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain or adversity with courage. That's just where I want to go today with my story. My story starts many years ago as a young girl. My parents were together, they never, never divorced, but the house that I was raised in was not a peaceful and calm environment. There were always fussing and arguing and fighting, and my father dealt with alcoholism, and there was infidelity, and as a young child growing up in this, you become very insecure. You don't have a, a sense of security. And so you find ways that are not necessarily good ways to deal with that insecurity. And as I aged and married and began to have children, I would deal with my insecurity through food. And so all of my emotions would be tied up in food. If you're happy, you eat. If you're sad, you eat. Mm -hmm. If you're depressed, you eat. And so in that, of course, you begin to gain weight and the weight just spiraled out of control. And uh, I wound up being close to 220 pounds. And with that uh, comes many other problems. I decided to take charge of my weight loss journey and started exercising and met some ladies that shared with me and asked me to participate in what's called a triathlon. And a triathlon is where you swim and then you bike and then you run. And I laughed because I was not a swimmer. I could do a good doggy paddle, but, uh, could not go underwater without holding my nose. So when I decided, okay, I am going to do my first triathlon, I said, well, I guess I need to learn how to swim. Started going to the Baptist Health Plex twice a week uh, with a swim trainer who taught me how to swim and of course go underwater without holding my nose. <laughs> then we would meet together and ride our bikes uh, to work on our mileage there and then uh, run. And I was finding I was not losing any weight. And then I was becoming very sick. Like after some of our real heavy workouts, I would get really sick and to the point of throwing up and being in bed all day with a migraine. And I said, okay, something's not right because that shouldn't be happening. So I went to my provider and she did a lot of lab work that was sent out. And in this, found out that I was insulin resistant, which means my 
pancreas is secreting, making a lot of insulin. My body, uh, the signals are not getting where they need to go. And it's, my body keeps saying, you need more insulin, you need more insulin, when I really didn't. And so I, my body was just storing up all this excess insulin. And then therefore I could not lose weight. In the whole year that I did extensive training for a triathlon, all I ever lost was eight pounds. And mm -hmm. I mean, I was watching everything I ate, drinking water, doing all the things, but no success in that area. In the lab work, finding out I'm insulin resistant, uh, that is a precursor to uh, type two diabetes, which is rampant in my family. I was started on medication for that, as well as three medications for cholesterol, which I did not know that I had. I was already on migraine medicine, and my migraines were increasing uh, to anywhere from four to six a month. Mm -hmm. and then I had joint pain. I, my feet, my legs, my hips, everything just hurt all the time and started on medication for that. So I just woke up one day and I said, wow, I've just become my mother, <laughs> who at that time, you know, was in her late 60s uh, on all of this medication because I was put on these medications all at one visit, and I think that was my wake-up call. I'm not sure. I just said, I prayed and I said, God, what would you have me to do here? Because I did not want to take all of that medication. And I was working for um, a hospital system that allowed their employees with the insurance to have weight loss surgery. So I prayed and I felt like for me, I can only speak for me, that this was the best course of action and so I began meeting with the uh, bariatric clinic and decided, okay, we're going forward with weight loss surgery. And this was 2016 was when I began this journey. And so in 2017, June 20th, 2017 is when I had my surgery. This was on my 25th wedding anniversary <laughs> of the day of my surgery. And I say that that was the best gift that I could have given myself and my husband also supporting me in that. That was the best anniversary gift I could have received. So I began this journey of weight loss surgery. And, you know, a lot of people will make little snide comments and remarks. Oh, wow, you took the easy route. You took the easy way out. And for anyone who's ever gone through this, it is definitely not the easy way or the easy route. You deal with a lot of issues going forward with your weight loss, muscle loss, hair loss, some stomach issues. That's just to name a few of the things. And of course, I began in exercising again. And through my surgery and weight loss, I was able to get off all of the medications that I was started on. I want to share some a scripture with you. One thing that really uh, spoke to me during my recovery time and, and my period of losing weight. And it's from Eugene Peterson's message translation and it's 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. And it says, you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins, run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. 
I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No lazy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. And you know, this is a very good verse for anyone who is undertaking a new exercise regimen or attempting to lose weight or just trying to be a better version of yourself. And then to turn it around spiritually as well, you know, we are in a race in life. And we want to finish our race with the best version of who we can be in Christ. And so we have to train. You know, you train yourself by uh, spending time in prayer. You, you train yourself by reading the Word of God daily, by participating in activities that grows your spiritual life. And uh, these are, you know, some of the things that I was also doing for my physical life, you know, training and, and becoming a better, better version of me, becoming stronger. When I said I grew up and was very insecure, I had to deal with my insecurities and, and the, what was making me feel insecure that I would turn to food. And, you know, as much as weight loss is a physical battle, it's also a mental battle. And I had to uh, wrestle and go through all of the things that you go through with that insecurity and learn that my insecurities could be replaced with the security that I find in Christ. Mm -hmm. Knowing that he will never leave me, he will never forsake me, that he is always there for me. And that was, I think, one fear that I had as a child is because my parents would split up and then we would be pulled from one to the other for a period of time and then they would get back together. And just always not knowing where your security would be found so finding my security in my relationship with Christ was key. And in that weight loss journey, you have to change your mindset. You cannot continue with the same mindset that you had or you will continue down the road you went down. Even though you have weight loss surgery, it's just a tool. And you have to utilize that tool or you will find yourself still overweight or you will find that you've lost the weight and then you you begin to gain all the weight back again because you've not dealt with the underlying issues there's always underlying issues to your weight loss whether they're mental physical but you need to get to the bottom of what those underlying issues are but one thing i always told myself is a better life is possible you know we, we can live a better life have a better life in christ and when you have that life in Christ, it will show physically. It will come out physically. I did participate in my first triathlon before the weight loss surgery. One of my goals was just, actually two, my two goals were not to leave in an ambulance <laughs> and not to leave in a hearse. And yeah. so <laughs> I did accomplish that, but I was the last person to finish. Although I finished, I, I was last. But you finished. I did finish. <laughs> I did. And I've gone on to do a couple more since then. Uh, the most recent one that we did, I did with a team in uh, actually this year, April of 2023. But that's where the funny part comes in is, you know, through the weight loss journey, through all of the weight loss, the exercise that I still continue to do three to four days a week, things are not going to always 
end up the way you want them to. So I'm on a team for this triathlon and my portion is to uh, do the bicycle ride, which was 11 miles. And so you do a swim first. So the lady did the swim, she did amazing. She had a good time. I jump on my bike to get started. And before I even make it to the road, I have two flat tires. Oh, no. Yes, two, not one, but two oh. flat tires. And at that point, there's absolutely nothing you can do but to just, you know, bow out, to stop, to quit. So I go back to uh, my team and we're so disappointed because uh, I feel like I've let them down. And they're like, no, you know, you couldn't help that you had two flat tires. So the lady that was going to do our run, she said, hey, you know, we're considered um, a DNF, which is uh, did not finish. She said, let's go do our run. So even in the midst of the setback or the failure, uh, whatever, however you want to, to, to term that, we finished strong with our three-mile run and still got our exercise in for the day, was not just at home sitting on the couch. <laughs> and so, you know, that's important. Uh, mindset change is important when you're trying to be a better version of yourself for the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and and for others. And like I'm totally relating to that, yeah. and and that's how we are spiritually. You know, we when you become born again in Christ, your mindset does have to change. Yes. Yes. And I love that analogy, that comparison of the weight loss journey and your Christian walk. Like your mindset has to change. Yes, I love yes. that. And if your mindset does not change, spiritually speaking or physically speaking, you won't see the results that you're looking for. I have another scripture that I would like to share. Philippians 3, 13 through 14. It says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And you know, he's called each one of us to a certain task or he has something for each one of us. And I would encourage you to to seek God and, and to try to determine what it is he has for you that he, he has designed specifically for you that he wants you to do, whether it be to be a motivational speaker as far as weight loss or exercise, or whether it is to help a ministry to feed hungry children or to pack shoeboxes for Operation Christmas Child. There's many avenues out there today that you can find to plug in where God's calling you to that higher standard to be a better version of you for him. I would like to share also exercise be you know you think about your muscles you're wanting to increase your strength and you're wanting to grow your muscles so therefore you have to repeatedly do something and that be lifting weights or um, cardio but you you continue to do that and you you do it you make a habit out of it mm-hmm. repeatedly over and over and over and you eventually over time, you see the change that is wrought from that. The spiritual aspect of that is if you are praying for someone, I encourage you to keep praying for them. And the example I would like to use is my parents. 
I began praying for my parents in 1991. I had come to Christ. I had come to salvation uh, at 15 years of age. And um, I began to seek God. And I wanted my parents to have that same relationship with Christ. So I began praying for them in 1991. And I prayed for my parents from 1991 until 2009. That's a habit. That is putting in time and resources to see a change come about in their life. And in 2003, my mom accepted Christ. And then it was in 2009 that my dad accepted Christ. So the last 10 years of my dad's life, he passed away in 2019. The last 10 years of my parents' life, they were both serving Christ together, attending church together. And my mom says to this day that that was the best 10 years of their marriage that they ever had. Mm -hmm. And that is not to bring glory at all to me because God did the work. He did the changing. And all I did was tried to be obedient or just to show my love to my parents by continuing to pray for them. So I want to encourage you today, if you are praying for someone, for their salvation, for um, whatever it is, continue in that. It may be years before you see the results, but continue. Be faithful. Be faithful where you are in praying for them and allow God to work in their life. See the change. And also in that, I began dating my, my now husband, and that was also around uh, 1991, and he was not saved. I began praying for him as well. I just thank God that before we married, he did accept Christ. And we have been married now 31 years. It's not been easy. It's, you know, everything in life is about perseverance. And in persevering, I did look that up. Perseverance is a synonym to the word fortitude. So perseverance is continuing with an undertaking in spite of difficulty, opposition, or discouragement, or to remain steadfast in a purpose. And, you know, remaining steadfast in praying for those that you love, remaining steadfast in seeking God and what he would have you to do or to say to your loved ones. And I began praying for my uh, then boyfriend and he received Christ and, and you know, being married 31 years and, and continuing to seek Christ because he is a pastor and when we have two churches that he pastors, that is a challenge in itself but just remaining steadfast, persevering in the good times and the bad, being a woman of fortitude, allowing God to use me in those times of adversity. And I just want to encourage you to, to allow God to use you and, and to be, be women of fortitude in, in your life for Christ. That is such a long time to pray for somebody. Like, were there ever times where you did get discouraged and just thought, I should just give this up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, you see your parents and or, or your loved one, whoever it is, your spouse, your child, and it just encourages you again to keep moving forward. That even when you don't see the fruit, you don't see the change, just remain steadfast. That's so hard for me. I am a little bit 
controlling. Like, <laughs> I, I have to have my hands in it. That's one thing that I really struggle with is like, uh, God, I guess you just don't want that to happen. So I'm just going to quit talking to you about it, you know? Right. So that's, that's inspiring and encouraging to me. Like, okay, I, I just have to learn to persevere, keep, keep, remain steadfast yes. and keep praying through it. Yeah. Because God's timetable is not our timetable. Yes. Yes. You know, and what is it? The word says a, a day is like, one day is like a thousand years. <laughs> you know, his timetable is different. Yes, yes, that's one thing. That's another thing. I struggle with that. Like, why not now? Like, why, God? Why couldn't you do it right now? Okay, <laughs> do you do prayer journals? I do. Uh, well, I have. I'm not currently doing okay. it. Okay. Well, take out an old prayer journal and look at it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it'll be, like, I'll go back and look at one, and there'll be things in there that, like, I totally forgot that I prayed for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that did, you did. Did come to to be, to be. yeah. That um, it was your time though, not mine. That has helped me to stay focused a little bit more, just yeah. by going back and looking at stuff. It's just hard in the moment to be, yeah. Patient oh yeah, and just let it go. Yes, right. and you know, then and a lot of times um, God is working out our issues, yes. things in mm-hmm. us. Yes, you know we're we're having to learn to persevere. We're we're having to learn to be. Uh, disciplined mm-hmm. so it's kind of a twofold you know you're you're praying uh believing god for you know if it's salvation of a family member or healing or whatever it is uh that you're praying for but also on the other side of it god is working out in you what you know mm-hmm. your character and being built for him yes yeah you're right and I prayed to be a foster mom for a very long time and it was just like our finances wouldn't come together, our house wasn't big enough and and like I look back now and I realize if God had said yes when I first asked for it, I was not emotionally mature enough, I was not spiritually mature enough. God knew the timing that needed to happen. Right. Well, there's a guy in our Sunday school class who he will pray about something but he prays about it, and then he's done. He's like, I've told God, and I don't have to keep going back and asking him again and again and again. And I thought, you know, that's a, I, I, I like your, your attitude towards that. Right. Because, yes, God heard you yes. the first time. You don't he have did. to keep, you know, hounding him about it. And then I made the comment, well, you know, I pray about it until I have peace about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I pray about it until I feel like God says, okay, I'm working on this. And I think it's just a, like, and you talk about the, you know, perseverance and you continue praying. It's kind of like um, saying, God, I know. I know it's in your time, yes. but I haven't forgotten that you're working on it. Right. You know, right. Um, and that's kind of the way I look at it. And a lot of times I am like that guy. I pray about it one time or I write it in my journal or whatever and that's it. I'm done with it because I know he's got it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times, it's not that I don't think he's got it. It's just that it's still on my mind and I just need that reassurance from him that he's still working on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, God wants all of our heart. Yeah. And if that's something that's weighing on your heart, even though you've already talked to God about it, He's okay with you talking about it yes. again because that's yes. what He wants is your heart. As far as the weight loss journey, 
Do you feel like losing the weight, like that has increased or helped improved your ministry, your ability to minister to others? I believe that it has given me an opportunity uh, to share with others what God has done in my life through that. And I don't want anyone to feel condemned in any way about their particular weight situation. You know, this, this is my story. This is what God is allowing me to share. But yes, when I was at my largest, almost 220 pounds, I did not have energy. I didn't want to do things. I was still dealing with the insecurities. And through my journey, I am six years out, six and a half years out from my weight loss now. And through this journey, just to see what God has done in me mm -hmm. um, through the weight loss and how he has changed my mindset as far as being disciplined, living a disciplined life. And that's not only physically, but that's also spiritually. Mm -hmm. uh, spiritual discipline is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And when you have that physical discipline, it spills over into the spiritual as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just having those open doors to share with others. I, I work in uh, as a nurse in a clinic, and I work in a diabetes clinic. And I have had the opportunity on several occasions to share with patients of my weight loss journey. And there have been some that have gone on their own weight loss journey and have been able to come off a lot of their medications. And just, you know, God using me to be able to minister to someone else that can help with their physical body as well. That is just precious to me. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I enjoy that. I enjoy being able to help other people in their journey. Weight loss surgery is not for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Some people can do it through just exercising and eating better. Some people can take some medication that helps. So by no means do I am I sitting here today to say, oh, weight loss surgery is the cure-all. Exactly. Because it is not. Exactly. I tried all of the diets all of them throughout the years and nothing you know you would lose a few pounds but as soon as you did anything different or stopped doing what you mm -hmm. were doing it all came back plus some and you know just finding out that I did have legitimate medical problems mm -hmm. that contributed to the weight gain I believe that's what led me in in the weight loss surgery area I have a wonderful group that I exercise with at the gym. Some of them meet five days a week. I'm three to four days a week. You know, it's not easy getting up at 4.30 in the morning to be at the gym at five to work out. But, you know, it's one of those things. And, and do I love it? Do I love getting up at that time? Absolutely not. I would rather be sleeping, but it's the, the benefit that comes from that. It's, it's the perseverance continuing in that to make me a better person because not only does it help me physically, it helps me be a better person at my job. Uh, it helps me be a better mom. It helps me be a better wife, a better church member because it clears my mind. Exercise helps my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's yes. a proven fact. Yes. I saw a quote the other day about your exercise. 
it was something about the workout that you hate the most makes you feel the best when yes. you're done or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's about right. And that's one thing about it. It's helped me mentally mm -hmm. and my self-esteem. And that's like our, our spiritual life yes. too. Like yes. Is, that's what I was thinking is, or just women in general just are so bad to compare mm -hmm. everything to the person beside us. Whether it's working out or whether it's like their makeup or their job or, you know, and spiritually speaking, their ministry. Oh, her ministry is so much bigger than mine. Like, you know, God must not like me as much. Like, we're so bad to just compare. And that's what I love about this podcast. Like, we bring in women of all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And we're all doing different things. But it's all in the name of the Lord. All right. If you could be an animal, what would you be and why? I would be a goat. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that people are thinking, well, in the Bible, goat is not a good thing to be. But I have two Nigerian dwarf goats at my house that we have been bottle feeding now for 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. And they are the cutest little things. <laughs> and they're so happy to see you when you are coming with a bottle. <laughs> and they just jump around. They're full of energy. They're full of life. And then when something does not go the way they like it, they just use their little horns in their head and they'll just headbutt you. Uh, I would be a goat. What career did you want as a child? I always wanted to do something in the military. But then I wound up getting married at a young age, uh, right before I turned 18. So that kind of changed. All right, what celebrity would you want to meet for coffee? Reba McIntyre. I love Reba McIntyre. You a paper or digital planner kind of girl? I'm going to have to say I'm a mixture. I have a lot of things on my phone, but I still will keep a calendar, a paper calendar as a backup. So I would say I'm a mixture of both. <laughs> so your favorite cartoon character? Oh, no doubt Mickey Mouse. That just because I was raised on Mickey Mouse. Yes. You know, one of my favorites growing up was Mighty Mouse. Oh, yes. I love Mighty Mouse as well. What is a song that sums you up? The first thing that came to mind when you just asked me that, and I know y'all are going to laugh, is uh, the John Travolta song, Staying Alive. This is from Miss Wanda Coffee Mug. It's Every Day is a Fresh Start. Very cute mug. Yes. And inside, we have some rhinestone earrings. Nice. And I love these cross earrings. I, I really wanted to keep those myself. <laughs> Anxiety and stress bracelet. Oh, that coming good. And then a faith necklace, nice. which I love that. Too. Yes. Very sweet gift from a very sweet lady of fortitude. What churches are your husband at? He pastors at Thaxton and Ekru community churches. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we ask our listeners to join us next time to hear more real stories from real women serving a real God. See you next time. Today's episode is sponsored by Massage by Kelty. Kelty Childs is a licensed massage therapist number 1511. Special thanks to our editor and producer, Daniel Rogers. And thanks to our musician, Brantley Rogers. If you love our podcast, like and rate us wherever you listen to our podcast. 
You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Women of Fortitude. Thank you.